Chapter 10 of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum. Chapter 10 The Guardian of the Gates. It was some time before the Cowardly Lion awakened, for he had lain among the puppies a long while, breathing in the deadly fragrance. But when he did open his eyes and roll off the truck, he was very glad to find himself still alive. <sighs> I ran as fast as I could, he said, sitting down yawning. But the flowers were too strong for me. How did you get me out? Then they told him of the field mice and how they had generously saved him from death. And the cowardly lion laughed, ha ha ha, and said, I've always thought myself very big and terrible, yet such little things as flowers came near to killing me. And such small animals as mice have saved my life. How <laughs> strange it all is. But comrades, what shall we do now? Must journey until we find the road to Wick again, said Dorothy. And then we can keep on to Emerald City. So the lion, being fully refreshed and feeling quite himself again, they all started upon the journey, greatly enjoying the walk through the soft, fresh grass. And it was not long before they reached the road of Yelbrook and turned again toward the Emerald City, where the great Oz dwelt. The road was smooth and well-paved now, and the country about was very beautiful. It was that the travelers rejoiced in leaving the forest behind them and its many dangers they had met in its gloomy shades. Once more, they could see fences built beside the road, but these were painted green. And when they came to a small house, in which a farmer evidently lived, that was also painted green. They passed by several of these houses during that afternoon, and sometimes people came to the doors and looked at them as if they were like to ask questions. But no one came near them, nor spoke to them, because of the great lion, of which they were very much afraid. The people were all dressed in clothing of lovely emerald green color and wore peaked hats like the ones of the munchkins. This must be the land of Oz, said Dorothy, and we are surely getting near the emerald city. Yeah, answered the scarecrow. Everything is green here, while in the country the munchkins blue was their favorite color. But the people do not seem to be as friendly as the munchkins, and I am afraid we shall be unable to find a place to pass the night. I should like someone to eat beside fruit, said the girl, and I am sure Toto was nearly starved. Let us stop at the next house to talk to people. So when they came to a good-sized farmhouse, Dorsey walked boldly up to the door and knocked. A woman opened it just far enough to look out and said, what do you want, child? And why is that great lion with you? We wish to pass the night with you, if you allow us, answered Dorothy. And lion is friend of my comrade, and will not hurt you for the world. Is he tame? asked the woman, opening the door a little wider. Oh, yes, said the girl. And he is a great coward, too. He will be more afraid of you than you are of him. Well said the woman after sinking over and taking another peep at the lion. If that is the case, you may come in, and I will give you some supper and a place to sleep. So they all entered the house, where there was, beside the woman, two children and a man. The man had hurt his leg, 
and was laying on the couch in the corner. They seemed greatly surprised to see so strange company, and while the woman was busy laying the table, the man said, Where are you all going? To Emerald City, said Dorothy, to see the great ass. Oh, indeed, exclaimed the man. Are you sure that Oz will see you? Why not? She replied. Why, it is said that he never lets anyone come into his presence. I have been to the Emerald City many times. It is a beautiful and wonderful place, but I have never been permitted to see the great Oz, nor do I know of any living person who has seen him. Does he ever go up? Asked the scarecrow. Never! He sits day after day in the great throne room of his palace, and even those who wait upon him do not see him face to face. What is that? Asked the girl. That is hard to tell, said the man softly. You see, Oz is a great wizard, and can take any form he wishes. So that some say he looks like a bird, and some say he looks like an elephant, and some says he looks like a cat. To others, he appears a beautiful fairy, or a brownie, or in any other form that pleases them. But who is the real Oz? When is he in his own form? No living person can tell. That's very strange, said Dorothy. But we must try in some way to see him, or we shall make this journey for nothing. Why do you wish to see the terrible Oz? asked the man. I want him to give me some brains, said the scarecrow eagerly. Oh, Oz could do that easily, declared the man. He has more brains than he needs. I want him to give me a heart, said the tin woodman. That will be no trouble, continued the man, for us has a large collection of hearts of all sizes and shapes. I want him to give me courage, said the cowardly lion. Oz keeps a great pot of courage in his throne room, said the man, which is covered with a golden plate to keep it from running over. He will be glad to give you some. And I want to send him back to Kansas, said Dorsey. Where's Kansas? asked the man with surprise. I don't know, replied Dorsey softly. Where's my home? I'm sure it's somewhere. Very likely. Well, Oz can do anything, so I suppose he will find Kansas for you. But first, you must get to see him, and that will be a hard task, for the great Oz does not like to see anyone, and he usually has his own way. But... What do you want? He continued, speaking to Toto. Toto only wagged his tail. For strange to say, he could not speak. The woman now called to them that supper was ready. So they gathered around the table, and Dorothy ate some delicious porridge and a dish of scrambled eggs and a plate of nice white bread and enjoyed a meal. The lion ate some of the porridge, but did not care for it saying it was made from oats, and oats were food for horses, not lions. The scarecrow and the tidwood man ate nothing. Toto ate a little of everything, and was glad to get a good supper again. The woman now gave Dorothy a bed to sleep in, and Toto laid beside her, where the lion guarded the door of her room, so she might not be disturbed. 
And the Scarecrow and the Tin Man stood up in the corner and kept quiet all night. Although, of course, they could not sleep. The next morning, as soon as the sun was up, they started on their way and saw a beautiful green glow in the sky just before them. There must be the Emerald City, said Dorothy. As they walked on, the green glow became brighter and brighter, and it seemed that at last they were nearing the end of their travels. Yet, it was afternoon before they came to the great wall that surrounded the city. It was high and thick, and a bright green color. In front of them, at the end of the Elric Road, was a gate, all studded with emeralds that glittered so in the sun that even the painted eyes of the scarecrow were dazzled by their brilliancy. There was a bell beside the gate, and Dorothy pushed the button and heard a silly tinkle within. Then the big gate swung slowly open, and they all passed through and found themselves in a high-arched room, the walls which glistened with countless emeralds. Before them stood a little man, about the same size as the munchkins. He was colored all in green from head to his feet, and even his skin was of a greenish tint. At his side was a large green box. When he saw Dorothy and her companions, the man asked, What do you wish in the Emerald City? We come here to see the great eyes, said Dorothy. The man was so surprised at the answer that he had to sat down to think it over. It has been many years since anyone has asked me to see the great eyes, he said, shaking his head in perplexity. He is powerful and terrible. And if you come on an idle or foolish errand to bother the wise reflections of the great wizard, he might be angry and destroy you all in an instant. But it's not a foolish errand nor an idle one, replied the scarecrow. It is important, and we've been told that Oz is a good wizard. So he is, said the green man, and he rules the Emerald City wisely and well. But to those who are not honest, or who approach him from curiosity, he is most terrible, and few have ever dared ask to see his face. I am the guardian of the gates, and since you demand to see the great Oz, I must take you to his palace. But first, you must put on the spectacles. Why? asked Dorothy. Because if you do not wear the spectacles, the brightness and glory of the Emerald City would blind you. Even those who live in the city must wear spectacles night and day. They are all locked on. For Oz so ordered it when the city was first built, and I have the only key that will unlock it. He opened the big box, and Dorothy saw that it was filled with spectacles of every shape and size. All of them had green glasses in them. The garden gates found a pair that would just fit Dorothy and put her over her eyes. There were two golden bands fastened to them that passed around the back of her head, where they were locked together by a little key that was at the end of the chain the guardian gates wore around his neck. When they were on, Dorothy could not take them off, had she wished, but of course she did not wish to be blinded by the glare of the Emerald City. So she said nothing. Then the green man fitted the spectacles for the scarecrow and the tin woodman and the lion, and even on little Toto and all were locked fast with the key. Then the guard in the gates put on his own glasses and told him he was ready to show him to the palace. Taking a big golden key 
from a peg on the wall. He opened another gate, and they all followed him through the portal into the streets of the Emerald City. End of chapter 10.